You were listening to That Old Preach, pushing the envelope on culture and theology. This is a weekly segment on Four Oaks uh, Midtown's podcast. And uh, I'm Brian Zhang, lead the college ministry and the adult education ministry at Four Oaks Midtown. I'm joined by Paul Rizkala, PhD student at FSU and uh, pursuing his degree in philosophy. And uh, we are going to be continuing our series on the seven deadly sins. And we're going to talk about one particular sin that maybe we don't talk about as often as we should. And that is gluttony. Yeah. And we're talking about gluttony after we just ate two burgers. <laughs> you had the burger. I had the healthy salmon option. Oh, okay. Well, then you're just self-righteous. I so, am. I want everybody to know. But gluttony, that's something that uh, we want to discuss a little bit. Obviously, we're looking at different uh, vices. Um that uh, we want to be able to name so we can identify some of the things that we struggle with so that mm-hmm. we can get better, so that we can actually overcome them and, and grow, not just in turning away from bad things, but turning towards the good things that God calls us to. And this is part of the the amazing message of the gospel, that not only are we forgiven uh, from our sins, but we are also freed from our sins. That even though we're still going to struggle with sin, God has decisively broken sin's mastery over us. And so we're naming our masters here and we're trying to reclaim some ground a little bit by knowing exactly what we need to uh, aim at. Why are you smiling That's at me your like next that? book, Naming, naming Our, our Masters. masters. Sounds go. like a Christian bestseller. No one better take that. <laughs> um, but, but gluttony, you know, when you think of gluttony, it's almost one of those tongue-in-cheek vices. We sort of laugh at it. Yeah. You know, it's like, don't be fat. That's like, you know, that's where we think of a person, you know, there's some, some guy like in a, you know, with like a, at a massive table, just gorging himself mm. with food. And, you know, the, the, the treatment of it can be, well, be healthy, you know, mm-hmm. exercise every once in a while. Right. Don't eat too much cake. And okay, fair <laughs> enough. But it, it makes it seem like a very surface level kind of sin. Right. And because of that, we don't really deal with it like we would something like lust mm-hmm. or something like wrath. Right. And, uh, but when we really start to define gluttony, Mm -hmm. the way the Bible defines it and the way that really, uh, church history has defined it, we start to see that it touches every aspect of our lives and Mm -hmm. that we could be gluttons and be fit people. We could be gluttons and have a very meager appetite. We could be gluttons in, in more ways than we think. Mm. So why don't you talk about the heart of gluttony? What is the motive behind gluttony? Well, I think like one way to flesh this out a little bit is the old, I don't know if it's an adage or a dictum or whatever, or just like, are you the person who lives to eat or eats to live? And the glutton is the one who lives to eat. Like their life is uh, centered on pleasure and specifically like gustatory pleasure. Like you just Gustatory. Want, you know, just made that word up. That's, that's a real word. I, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Gustatory. Um, Gustatory pleasure, fulfilling your appetites. So it it is like lust in that sense where um, it's also aimed at pleasure. What's trying to be like accomplished or like what's focused on is a bodily pleasure. But with gluttony, it's on like the amazing taste of food and drink. And um, and there's nothing bad in and of those things like intrinsically. They're not immoral. Scripture calls us to feast and enjoy life. but there are there are subtle nefarious ways that like this pursuit or this craving of pleasure 
when we like seek it, we can do so in an inappropriate way. And that's um, one, it's bad for us, but two, it's indicative of like bad grooves and habits in our life that we should uh, try to shed because they're not good for us. So it's really a heart motive. Again, like you were saying, it's connected to lust in that mm. it's focused on pleasure. Yeah. And so it's very self-centered. Mm. Uh, but when we think about gluttony, that that again, that can apply to so many things more than just, you know, eating a big meal and maybe you right. ate too much or right. you overate. Yeah. What are some different ways we can be gluttonous? Yeah. So Rebecca DeYoung, again, we're uh, totally just piggybacking off of her amazing book, Glittering Vices. She gives an acronym, FRESH. She uses lots of big words there. And because I'm not that smart, I figured it'd be easier to come up with a different uh, acronym. So we've got pickiness. Well, we've got greed, we've got impatience, pickiness, and excess. So we've got the amazing acronym of guy. <laughs> that sounds like some kind of like disgusting, horrible. like, it's like. I played I around know, with this for like a pig. full. It's like, it's like, it's like what you would call eating pig ears or something. Would you like gipe. some gype? It's like, what is that? Oh, I, that that's a pig ear. Uh, that does sound like a food now. Yeah. I don't know. Gipe. Or tripe or something. Oh yeah, that's something. Yeah. Tripe. Yeah. Isn't that like a cow stomach lining or something like gipe? that? Gype? Tripe? Tripe, yeah. I, I have no idea. Gaip. Clearly, we're like not super cultured here. See, that's going to be your Christian bestseller. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like the new, the new bestseller, Gype. I'll take 10 it. ways to improve your marriage. <laughs> Gype. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway. So tell so, us about Gype. Gype. Um, no one's going to take it seriously now that we've got this like horrible acronym. But Gype, <laughs> greed, impatience, pickiness, and excess. So um, this is just sort of like distilling the different ways that we can express gluttonous um, behavior or tendencies. So we can be like super greedy with food. We can be want to be the first one to like get at the buffet table or the food, or like we want to like get second helpings before seeing if everybody else gets their share. Um, we want to take more than is, you know, what's necessary for us. or we want to hoard up. And we actually see this like embodied in the, um, in the Old Testament when God gives manna to the Israelites. Uh, he tells them to not take more than what they need for their daily provision. And when Jesus tells us to pray in the Our Father, we're told to pray for our daily bread. So give us as much as is sufficient for us in a day, but this kind of like wanting to hoard or take more, be the first person, that's this greedy tendency, um, which is one way that we can be gluttonous. Uh, the I in gaip <laughs> is our impatience. So impatience with like, um, impatience like you cannot like restrain yourself before the meal is actually served you find yourself like going and uh constantly snacking or just being unable to exercise self-control or self-restraint so it's not it's not bad in and of itself to like you know want to go taste the sauce or the cookies as they're like being made or lick the cookie dough but if it's indicative of this like deep rut or deep groove in your life where you're just constantly impatient about lots of things then that can be also bad. Like we want to avoid that kind of behavior. We want to be the kind of people who are patient and long suffering. And we have the discipline to wait and enjoy things with other people as they're meant to be shared. And then there's the P, which is our pickiness. And this one might rub some people the wrong way, but there is something just like bizarre or like inordinate about like just being supremely picky. If you're like, you're the kind of person who, oh, unless it's this caliber wine, I'm not going to touch it. Or you go to like uh, a restaurant, you have to like send your food back two or three times because they use this kind of mushroom rather than that. Um, 
Yeah, there's a kind of like just over obsession with the quality of the food or, oh, I only eat it if it's like organic, pasture raised, farm raised with like no GMO, whatever. Like you've got like 14 qualifications and you become like difficult for people to like cook for. Or like you go to somebody's house, you're like, oh, yeah, I never touched that stuff. We're like, not talking about actual health conditions. No, no, yeah. Right. Food, like celiacs purely, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, just purely like, I don't really like this stuff. Right, exactly. It's just like you've 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 given yourself, or at least you have this perception of yourself that you've got an appetite that can only be satisfied by foods of a certain caliber right. or degree. Um, and that's not good. Like we should be the kinds of people who are like, you know, flexible. We see food as like a good thing, but it is like, it's a means to an end. Like God gave us food to nourish us. It's not the kind of thing that we're meant to obsess over or like plan our lives around. Or um, So we have to like rank it appropriately in the hierarchy of priorities in our lives and not make too big of a deal. Like don't care about it's, you know, don't obsess over the price. Don't say I only buy it if it's expensive or treat more expensive foods as if they're more worthwhile or, you know, all these kinds of things. So we don't want to be over picky about our food. And then like the one that's most commonly thought of with gluttony, which is just excess. We don't want to be the kinds of people who like consume in excess, who like we're totally satiated, but we go like, oh man, but that thing would just taste so good. And so we cram it down and we like contribute to heart disease and obesity and just like our bodies deteriorate as a result of that. So greed, impatience, pickiness, and excess or gype. Gype. Has, Get that tattooed. Oh man, that's horrible. Rebecca Ding's going to call us and just be like, you guys gype? are, you really, that's you, the best you, you, you could come gype up gype over fresh? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, hopefully that gets the, the, the major gist across and like, hopefully that motivates the worry of like why gluttony is actually could be serious in our lives. And with all of these vices that we're looking at, one of the things we keep going back to is you can't just look at the tip of the iceberg in terms of external behaviors. You have to see that there is something behind it. So somebody hmm. could have great manners, not eat a lot and yet still be, like you said, very picky. Sure. Right. And that can be seen as more respectable than the guy who overeats, but right. it's still the same sin. It's right. still gluttony. Right. And so we have to have a, a very deep view of understanding these vices and these hmm. sins so that we don't just make a superficial gloss, a superficial look and going, these behaviors are gluttony. Right. And we're not really getting to the heart, which is that me centeredness of hmm. saying, my pleasure, right? I, I want to control all of this. Yeah. I need to feed myself first. It's all about me. Everything revolves around me. And it's also about like the kind of view that we want to have of human beings. So we tend to think that like humans are different from animals. There's something that distinguishes us, but like for animals, like all they do is try to satisfy their appetites, food and sex. Like, and once they've got those, they're totally satiated. Those are the things that they live for. But with humans, we're different. Like there is an eternal component to us. We're not just these like animals that need to fill our appetites. Um, so for that reason too, like no fulfilling of an appetite will ever make us completely fulfilled. No like uh, food, no wine, no feast, no amount of like sex or relationships or anything. Like none of that is going to like totally fulfill us because we're not the kinds of creatures that are satiated and fulfilled by bodily pleasures. We're not animals. There's something uh, sacred and deep about humans that makes us different, which is why gluttony is a problem. It reduces the human from this elevated, eternal, sacred being to uh, something like an animal. So right. it's, a, it's like a pathetic or like, that's kind of harsh. It's like a, a degraded view of humanity. So we well, it flips the order where God is over man and man is over the creatures. Mm. And it, it, it flips that around. I love what St. Augustine says when he talks about sort of 
it's kind of paraphrasing, but there's like three questions that we can ask hmm. to see, are we being gluttonous? Yeah. And the first one is, are we being mastered by this? Hmm. Is, is the, are you just enjoying the food and just in general, or are you right. just using for to, to be healthy mm-hmm. or are you mastered by this need to, to gorge yourself, to eat, or, right. you know, anything from like comfort eating to, mm. you know, just being uh, like consumed with wanting to, just have more taste, more mm. flavor, and just eating and eating, eating just for the for for just for the feeling of it. Yeah. Uh, the second question is: first question is, are my mastered by it? Second is, is this caring for other people? So mm. that'd be you know going, and uh, when people have a dinner, you take you know all the, the best food parts. For, yeah, or, take yeah. the best parts. Mm-hmm. You take the most parts. Yeah. You, you don't wait to get seconds until everyone has eaten. You know, just genuine care for other people, not thinking of your stomach first, but thinking about everybody else there mm. and not making your pleasure what dictates all of your actions. Make sure there's enough gype for everybody. Make sure enough, <laughs> there's enough gype, right. And uh, the final one is the spiritual aspect, which you alluded to, that none of these physical things can fulfill us the way that God can mm. and that it's a futile effort. I mean, they're, they're, they're wonderful things, um, but they are not ultimate things. And right. when we make them ultimate things, they lose their joy, they lose their taste, mm. you know? And so those three questions that we ask, am I mastered, is this caring for others? And what is the spiritual aspect? Am I seeking in food something that only fellowship with God can give me? Mm. And that's an important thing to think through and a, a, an important self-analysis because that way you're not just going, oh, I overate or, you know, maybe I should go on a diet. It's, it's beyond that superficial look and going, what do I value? What am I looking for? Am I loving other people? Mm. What social impact does this have? And yeah. then you start to realize, oh, you know, there's gluttony in a lot of areas of my life. Mm. Now I can get to work in growing in that area. Yeah. Well, you got to think also that like uh, for humans, like one thing also that separates humans from animals is that like for humans, eating is like a social affair. Like right. we're unique in that like we gather around and we feast and we like enjoy each other's company. And... um that's unique, like in the animal kingdom, like food is not just like nourishment and that's it, but it is like symbolic and it's like sacred in this way. And, um, in the new Testament, we often hear of the kingdom talked about like as a banquet and, uh, there's rejoicing. And so food is like symbolic of like the ways that human beings uniquely can interact with one another and food brings people together. And so like, um, imagine somebody who like, they're going to go to a party tomorrow and they're obsessing over or they're fantasizing about the amazing food that they're going to have. They're going to try all these amazing meats and cheeses and whatever. And they like totally just like forget about the social aspect. They like don't think about, well, I'm going to like meet this person. I'm going to, you know, have all these great conversations, see all these people. Um, and so like they're like, it seems kind of silly, but like I I think like, I, I've totally done that. Like I've totally fantasized about food and to the detriment of like thinking about the other goods. That's that why are we don't important. invite you to our parties, Paul. <laughs> That's why we're just like, he's just going to come here and eat the cheese. Take all the gype. He's going to take all the gype. We, we got it. Okay. We're going to be selling, our podcast will be selling gype t-shirts. Mm, that's so, actually a great idea. Yeah, it would be. You, I would totally this, would, this would get the publicity. We can go viral with this gype. Um, but yeah, so yeah. The, one of the distinctive uh, things between humans and animals is that like food is not just this, you know, base need. Um, it fulfills a need for us, but it also shows us like the symbolic nature of human sacredness. And so all of these important things that come along with human relationships. One of the things that is helpful in counteracting gluttony 
um, is fasting. And maybe mm. that's kind of like a duh, yeah. you know, if, if, if your problem is, you know, uh, uh, too much of a connection to food or eating too much or not, you know, denial, the self-denial that comes in fasting mm. is really helpful. Oh, yeah. And uh, when we talk about fasting, like when the Bible talks about fasting, it talks about fasting from food. There are mm-hmm. other ways that you can fast, sure, but in yeah. general, fasting relates to food. And it's uh, purposefully foregoing eating mm-hmm. for a period of time, limited period of time, for the purpose of prayer and uh, drawing closer to God. Mm-hmm. Studying scripture, of seeking the will of God, yeah. of, of really di- di- digging deep into your own motives and really fighting sin. And it's a it's a physical way that you can start to train your body in the art mm. of denying itself. Yeah. And uh, that's why fasting is something that seems to be assumed. Mm. You know, when Jesus says, when you fast, yeah. when you pray, yeah, not exactly. if you fast, but but yeah. when you do it. And uh, it is a way that we can, one, think about ourselves as wholes, not just like uh, spirits stuck in a body robot, mm-hmm. but we are embodied beings, right? Right. Our bodies are part of who we are. Mm-hmm. And two, it, it helps us spiritually really say, I am dependent upon God. I really am right. more so than food. There's something more pressing than eating. Mm. And that is dealing with this sin that is drawing near to God, right? That is developing self-discipline. Mm. And, uh, a lot of times these virtues, the virtue of self-discipline and self-control, they grow in bunches. You start growing in self-control, you're also going to grow in humility. Mm-hmm. You start growing in humility, you're That's also right. going to grow in gentleness and yep. kindness and peace. And so fasting has many benefits mm. of that. Now, just the not eating food isn't magical. Right. You have to be purposeful mm-hmm. and you have to be God-centered towards it. It has to yeah. be combined with prayer. It has right. to be combined with a, a spiritual aspect. Mm. But uh, I love what Richard Foster says. He says that fasting reveals what controls us. Mm, what do you yeah. think about that quote? Man, that is that is that that hits different. <laughs> that, <laughs> that hit that, different. that'll preach. Yeah, that'll preach. Man, yeah, it's like it's about this. Uh, it all comes back to that mastery element that we talked about earlier. Where right. if if this is the kind of thing that I genuinely just can't forego because I feel like my life will be you know miserable or worthless, like. That's that should like be a sign that maybe I've, I'm holding on to this thing too closely. And if it's if it's food, if it's sugar, if it's wine, if it's whatever, like if these are the kinds of things that should be at least in principle super easy to like, yeah, like so what? Like if I go like a month without meat or chocolate or sugar, like food is just food. Like if if it is super difficult for us to get rid of it, then that like indicates that we've become super attached to it. So in a similar way to like when we talked about greed, like greed is the like over attachment to money and forgetting like money's role in our life that God has given us money in instrumental ways to provide for our needs and to provide for the needs of others when we can't part with it that shows that it's an idol in our life and so too like when it comes to like our eating habits if changing those significantly is going to like be super detrimental to us um, then that could also be indicative of like another idol in our lives and when we talk about fasting you know you can't you have to the whole point is you're fasting from something that is good. Right. Yeah. And to, to seek a greater good. I'm, I'm fasting murder. Yeah. You can't be yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to fast money laundering. Right. You know, right, right. <laughs> like, that doesn't count. Yeah. It actually has to be something that is not a sinful thing. Mm. Right. But it's for the purpose of, again, seeing if a good thing has now become an ultimate thing for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And that can be, and that's the whole idea of disordered love. Right. The idea that 
that it's not just the bad things we do, but the good things that we make ultimate things or the mm. good things that we try to seek in the wrong way or yeah. that, we, that we expect too much out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, things like marriage are great things, but if you expect the other person to complete you, to fix your, your problems, to, to completely fill all your insecurities, you're in for a nightmare because mm. that is not going to happen. Yeah. And, it, and this hunger is really, and this sounds so kind of Jesus jukey, like <laughs> spiritual, but it is, it's a hunger for God. Yeah. Right. And, and fasting is a way of really being intentional about that and saying, mm. no, man does not live on bread alone, but in every word that comes from the yeah. mouth of God, you really have to rely on him. There's also a like super practical um, benefit of fasting, which like- You won't look great after five weeks. <laughs> I mean, that, that is true. Like a lot of these, like, again, with a lot of the, the prescriptions and prohibitions and commands that God has given us, they are for our benefit. They're for our sake. So like, um, we shouldn't be surprised that like refraining from gluttony, um, actually has positive impacts on our health and our low blood pressure. And yeah. 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 I mean, lose weight, like all right. these kinds of things, like our desires for food are never like perfectly lined up with what's good for us. Like we have over desires for sugar and salt and like different like alcohol and we can become addicted to these things. So like toning down our desires or getting our desires in line with what's good for us is important here. And that's part of what living a temperate life looks like where our desires don't outrun what's good for us. We can rein those in and we can be masters of our desires rather than have our desires be masters of us. Um, but one practical benefit of fasting. And I was talking to a couple at our church, actually, who was doing Whole30. And they were just commenting on like, strawberries taste amazing <laughs> after you like don't have ice cream and processed sugars for 30 days. And there's something to that. Like when you fast from some things, it makes the simple things seem so much more amazing. Um, and that's because like, we like up the ante with what makes us feel good. We like the amounts of sugar, the amount of whatever, like the food quality keeps getting higher and higher and higher. And so we become less easily pleased. The threshold for what takes, tastes good keeps going up and up and up. And so fasting from some of those can be a way to remind and retrain our bodies to take joy in like the simple things, the way that um, the kinds of foods that are already good for us. And so if, you know, scripture talks about our temple as temple, of, our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, so taking care of that practically is one thing that we're charged to do. Um, and eating responsibly is one of those things. So it's a hard issue, but it also has these external practical benefits and that shouldn't surprise us. I always think about when you're in the, when you wake up in the middle of the night and you're really thirsty and you drink water from like the Brita filter, or whatever. That's I thought you going to say from the toilet. <laughs> from the toilet. Either way, it's dark. Okay. Who knows? But I don't know why. It's like, it tastes amazing in the yeah. middle of the night. You just drink it. You're like, it's the greatest water ever. You just drink it. And maybe it's because you're parched parched yeah, you know yeah. and, and you just you just love it mm. uh, i do not drink from the toilet knowingly <laughs> maybe accidentally that's good that's there would reassuring. be no way of knowing yeah but uh i i do want to talk a little bit about you know like you like you mentioned taking care of our bodies at temple and and look, we're not trying to sell a workout video sometimes christians can be right, cheesy right. about this yeah. like there's nine thousand diets and mm -hmm. And it's really like, just say it, just say, do you want abs? <laughs> just do this. Don't, you don't have to make it like, do you want your body to be a temple? Right. You know, with six compartments of each muscle. And Daniel anyway. fast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. But, uh, you know, barring serious health issues or genetic issues, right. generally speaking, your body is to a great extent, the sum of your choices. Oh yeah. And so 
there, I think there is a healthy ethic of, yeah, you got to take care of yourself. Mm. You don't need to be a ripped Instagram model. Right. Okay. Nobody's saying that, mm. but there is a sense in which, yeah, you got to take care of yourself. You, you want your body to be useful, mm. you know, to serve other people. Yeah. Just to be around. And, uh, and it's very distracting when you have a lot of health problems. Mm. And so I think there's a practical reality that we have to face with this. And, and, uh, and if we neglect that, we, we neglect a lot of the, the wisdom that the Bible has for us, mm. but gluttony, yeah. you know, it's amazing that when you tie it to selfishness, mm-hmm. um, you really start to see why it's sinful. Yeah. You really start to see why it's not just distasteful, right? Mm. You might just be like, that's gross. No, it's more than just maybe gross. It, it's, it's actually harmful yeah. to yourself, yeah. to other people. And, uh, and it's, it's tied to some deeper, deeper issues. And again, this isn't like a condemnation of like enjoying good food. No, absolutely or, not. I mean, all these things are amazing. Even like the, the communion meal that Jesus institutes is not bread and water, but bread and wine. Right. And that, that is a, a feasting element. Um, and in heaven, we're promised new wine. So these things are not bad in and of themselves. Uh, they're bad only when they're pursued in an inappropriate way, when they're pursued over other goods, when they're pursued over other people, when they come from a place of wanting to hoard or wanting excess or impatience or lack of discipline. Um, and so it's all these kinds of things that are underlying that. And um, yeah, it's not the food itself. Uh, scripture calls us to feast and enjoy and all these things are great. And, you know, we bond and we have social interactions and relationships and parties, nothing wrong with any of that. Um, what's wrong is just the the desires that can be inordinate at the bottom of those. Don't gipe. Don't gipe. Don't Or gipe. do gipe. Well, what is our shirt going to say don't gipe, do gipe? It's just going to say gipe. It's going to be you Just ambiguous. say gipe and just yeah. let people interpret it how they will. Right. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully this was helpful. Again, subscribe, leave a comment, and uh, let people know about this podcast. And uh, we would love to continue doing this. And uh, we are having a lot of fun with this series. Hopefully you guys are enjoying it as well. Once again, thank you for listening.